Greetings and welcome to episode number 20 of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about everything past, present, and future of one of gaming's most storied franchises. Today, we have a special guest with us, Spartan Miles Dompierre from Windows Central. And we look forward to catching up with Miles' personal Halo story and also diving into our expectations for Halo Infinite at E3. But first, let's go ahead and meet everybody on the panel today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with our special guest, Miles Dampierre. How are you doing today, Miles? Thanks for joining us. I am awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. Looking forward to diving into some, some juicy Halo details and uh, talking a little bit about maybe what's on the table for Infinite at E3. Oh, nice. Hopefully, uh, we get some breaking news from Windows Central. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's what I just thought. He's <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> no, not, no. We'll keep I'll keep trying. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Spartan Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Kage Maru. How's it going, Mr. Mike? Hey, friends. I'm doing good. Had an awesome day with uh, a lot of gaming news, and uh, I'm pumped to talk some Halo. Yes, and uh, definitely it does feel like we are... It does feel like we're on that runway to E3 now, finally. Next up, we got Spartan Jesse, a.k.a. Mr. Don Cabeza. How's it going, Jesse? I am doing pretty darn good after a marathon to get a Biomutant review out and start focusing back on E3 instead of only that. <laughs> nice. Look forward to Looking forward to the Biomutant review. Next up, we got Spartan Ursel, a.k.a. Mr. Soul Blazer. How's it going, uh, Ursel? Pretty good. Pretty good. You'll notice we started around 10 minutes late. I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> I'll leave 10 minutes before we end. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. We appreciate, uh, appreciate you doing all the work to set it up. Uh, next up, Spartan Daniel, a.k.a. Mr. Nadian. How's it going, Daniel? Uh, it's been a roller coaster week, as most of you know. It's uh, good to detach a little bit and uh, get to talk Halo with my buddies. So let's do this. All right, when man. When are you going to be uh, doing that? <laughs> After the show. I don't have any friends. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get right into it. I, I do want to, you know, get a chance to start off and talk to Miles about. You, some some of his history with Halo. Uh, as we know with Halo, I think everybody has their own personal stories with it in terms of when they come to the franchise, what what the Halo franchise really means to them. I think you know when we start think we we talked a lot last week about what makes a great Halo, and uh, you know when you listen to different people, uh, they have different opinions on what that is and what their favorites are and, and what that what it really feels like to them. So, so Miles, uh, again, for, first off, again, it's really great to have you here. I, you know, I know you are a Halo fan and, you know, I, so let's just kind of get it, get into it. What, what is, what's your history been like with the franchise and, um, you know, just kind of just tell us about what it means, what Halo means to you. Yeah. So I've been playing Halo since I was a, a wee lad. Uh, I, got an original xbox shortly after launch uh for my birthday and i had two games when i first got it i had hunter hunter the reckoning and halo combat evolved both of which i picked because the covers looked really cool <laughs> so 
they bought me an Xbox and then they let me go pick two games for myself. So we went to, I don't know, Kmart, I think it was, to date this even further. Uh, we went to Kmart and I saw those two covers and for whatever reason they both stuck out to me. So I got Hunter the Reckoning and Halo Combat Evolved. And then that was my first introduction to Halo. And that absolutely blew my mind as a young kid. I was like, what yeah. is this? I've never played anything like this. I had a PC growing up, but I didn't really play a lot of first-person shooters on them. So this kind of was my main introduction into that genre. And introduced it to a couple buddies. And then pretty much everyone in our group just got obsessed with, with Halo. We, we did the, the four... Four console Halo LAN parties stinking up my friend's basement. He had a downstairs that his parents let us dedicate to Halo LAN parties. Um, just a mess, but a blast. And like for me, that kind of kicked off my biggest passion in gaming is the, the social elements of it. And yeah. for me, Xbox and Halo kind of solidified that and kind of set the tone for what I want and expect from, from gaming. And then from there, I've, I've played every single Halo I've played all the spin-offs. I don't necessarily love all the spin-offs. I'm not the biggest Halo Wars fan. I like it. It's not that big an RTS, but the core Halo games, absolutely love. I've played every single one, most of which uh, wasn't at a launch party for Halo 2 because I was too young, but Halos 3, 4, and 5, back when midnight launches were a thing and I wasn't buying everything digitally. I was in line ready to play Halo as soon as possible. So, yeah, I, I love Halo. Um, for me, Halo's always been this showcase of great game mechanics the physics are one of my favorite mm. things about halo just the freedom to get your warthog up on top of a level use grenades to get yourself places you're not supposed to go there was just so much freedom with with the halo franchise and that's that's continued and i'm hoping to see that expanded with halo infinite but yeah that's kind of my, my brief history with halo now, I love that. And it, so I got to ask you, because you, you mentioned, you know, picking up the OG Xbox and, and Halo right off the bat. Uh, I'm curious, what were you playing right before that? Because for some people, that was like a monumental <laughs> jump, depending on what they were doing. Uh, what was your primary, you know, like console, like right, right before you came into that? So I've kind of jumped around. My, my very first console ever was Super Nintendo. The very first game I ever played was A Link to the Past. So set the bar incredibly high. Uh, yeah. That kind of introduced me to gaming. And from that point on, I was like, whoa, this is what gaming is. Let's go. I'm all about it. And then I was uh, pretty hardcore into PlayStation 1. Absolutely okay. love my PS1, Crash Bandicoot, Ape Escape, Medieval, all the amazing, weird IP that PlayStation was experimenting with for PS1. That was my main jam. And I played a lot of JRPGs as well. Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy VIII. Um, so I was kind of all over the board, but PlayStation 1 was my primary console. And then I didn't really have it as a kid. You don't have brand loyalty. You're just like going right, with what, right. what yeah. looks Whatever the coolest. Get, right? And yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> I just bought into the, the black box with the neon green and it was like edgy and cool. And I was a preteen and I was like, yeah, the Xbox is sick. I want that. And so I'll be honest, that's why I picked up an Xbox because it looked sick as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thankfully it was an awesome machine loved it um but yeah so playstation one before i transitioned to uh og xbox so that's kind of i mean that's, that, that's what i was trying to get yeah it's like yeah. How, like what does that feel like to to drop off you know on the silent cartographer you, you go from ps1 to the silent cartographer <laughs> like what was what were the things that really stood out to you when, when you like played halo ce for the first time like do you have 
like for me, like I, I think about gaming, like growing up, like there's there's a few moments, and it happened, you know, throughout, like starting from the, the first Metroid, you know, opening up a secret and go, oh my god, like what the, what is this, right? Uh, you know, and then the first time I ever saw a, a, a screenshot of Tomb Raider as like the first three D introduction to three D graphics for me, uh, and then you know, like Halo. Halo is one of those games that did really stand out. So was there anything in like Halo CE that you, that is just like almost clear as day because it was such a wild moment or, you know, what was, what was the things that really, would you think back about that? What really stands out to you? Yeah, there are pretty much every moment of Halo combat evolved is something that sticks with me. And there's been very few games throughout my life that have had that impact Link to the Past, for example, another one. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved, uh, first time I played Dark Souls. These, these games where the first time you play it, every single beat sticks with you. And that's a rare occurrence in video gaming, and increasingly rare as yeah. people take less risks. But the first time I played Halo, every single moment stuck with me. And I wanted to re-experience every single moment over and over again. So I beat Halo Combat Evolved at least 100 times. Like, <laughs> me and my buddy Justin were playing that every single day. Every single day for hours and hours and hours and hours. So, yeah, there's very few games that have, like, drawn me in in the same way that Halo did. But, yeah, the, the, the second level in particular, when you first get the Warthog, that is a moment that I will yeah. never, ever forget. Like, getting in that and driving that for the first time was... Ah, oh, just so, so good. You go over those jumps, right? And it kind of hangs in the air and you go, whoa. What? <laughs> yeah, like getting cool <laughs> physics in games, which, I mean, it existed, but not really on that level on console yeah. at least. Yeah. So. And, and that was a beautiful way that they played it out, where the first level was very much traditional. It was corridor shooter, stuff like that. And then you get thrown on the ring and then it just opens up. And then, like mm -hmm. you said, once you get in the Warthog, and it took me a second at first, but like, wait a second, I can go multiple direct, like take this in multiple directions. And There's choice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You just look around. Remember, like you just you land on that ring and you look around at the uh, just at the because you're you start off in that ship and it's like a corridor and you go from that and it's just like you know it, it was mind blowing at the time. No, you're right. It's like yep. just around. and that warhog really does stand out. Mm -hmm. That's and it feels like that's what they were going for with the infinite demo. You get out of that little ship, you look yeah. around, you yeah. get in a warthog and take a huge jump. It so yeah. much of what yeah. they're doing is hearkening back to those it's parallel, original yeah. feelings the first game gave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely and nostalgia. You know, it, it, it's awesome for me. This is all is awesome. I can talk to people about their experiences with nostalgia and gaming forever because you know it, it's it's always fun. It takes you back to some times where. Uh, I mean, that's what you think about, right? You just think about the, the fun. You think about the community. You mentioned standing in lines at midnight. Um, to like the, the electricity. Do you, do you remember? Has everybody here? Has everybody here done at least one of those? I know we got. Oh yeah, these oh, midnight launches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. single <laughs> one for World of Warcraft and yeah, uh, Warcraft every, is where it's yeah. every the, console. Like, yeah, there was a party work for Halo Three launch. Yeah, there was like a a party at the launch for Halo Three at the GameStop mm -hmm. I waited outside of. They they had. Um, questions and quizzes and prizes and everything like that oh, there was man. people that brought a table with the like a tv and i guess a, they let us uh, and they had like a um extension cord they let us plug into the store and stuff just to play halo waiting for the the midnight to open up it was it was awesome 
Yeah, I worked at Best Buy at the time, and our Microsoft rep gave us a ton of swag to give out to everybody in the line. And it was just such an awesome time. Everybody was, you know, doing the same thing what we're doing now, reminiscing about you know their first time playing Halo, whether it was one or two, or you know, this would be the first, and it was just it was just freaking awesome. Yeah, there's really it, 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 it's going to be hard to ever recreate that because obviously now we have everything digital and. You know, everybody's going to be ready at midnight. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yep. uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it was just, it was something else. And I remember for like Halo 2, do you remember they had the, the separate CD for that? You know, and, mm-hmm. and they had, they were playing the CD at the at the GameStop we were waiting in line at. And it was just like that ambiance and, and everything. It just creates things, you know. Uh, and, and you're right, Miles, when it comes to the community aspect of it. I mean, I have friends today that I made on Xbox Live back when it launched in 2002. You know, uh, you, t- you, had, you were looking for friends. You know, everybody had their mics on back then with the their, their, some with those annoying voice masks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about those. The voice filters you could do? Oh, God. When you had somebody talking to your uh, talking, you know, about your mom and their, their high squeaky voice, you know, everybody remember that? <laughs> And you're forced to you're forced to uh, communicate with everybody, and and so eventually you know you found some of the people that did talk crap about your mom, or you maybe you made up and and you made friends, and uh, you know we had those Halo nights, and and especially with Halo Two, like that was so that was like the next period, like the transformative in terms of like the community and the the, the beginning of Halo nights. You know, I, I still do those have done those occasionally you know this this generation but you know just getting a getting the band together around a game and there is like i don't I, there's really hasn't been anything quite like that you know since since they but i kind of want to go around like what, what's everybody's kind of thoughts about that with the uh with the community aspect um and like kind of how that stands out to you and, and do you think that is something that is that even possible to recreate that type of thing these days i'll let um mike you're always the most opinionated you go ahead (laughs) (laughs) um you know is it possible yeah but i don't think at the same slant that we saw with halo 2 because halo 2 was just so far ahead of the game you know in terms of the online design And, and i remember when they announced matchmaking and all that you know they wanted it to be like a virtual couch that you play with your friends and I'm like, okay, how would that work? Because everything was pretty much server browsers back then. And I, I, I even in the beginning, I hated matchmaking. I absolutely hated matchmaking because I didn't like not being able to pick the map that I start off on. And I didn't you know, like being able to have, I guess, uh, the level of granular control that you can sometimes have with the server browsers. But, you know, obviously that's become the standard since then mm. and but yeah like halo 2 was pretty much ahead of the game i would say all the way up until halo 3 and call of duty 4 is when mm. the industry really started catching up because even gears of war that came out in 2006 that had only a server browser it had matchmaking yeah. mm. and stuff but it was pretty simple and um i, I mean i think we still see it today because you have people and i'm sure all of us know people that only play call of duty or only play uh fortnite you know you know so i mean we you i think you you can still have those communities today but it's 
it's more of a common thing. And, but mm -hmm. at the same time, the online gaming community as a whole has expanded extra, you know, like as a, compared to uh, what it was in the Xbox Live days. I mean, we just saw E3 2005 where they talked about having 2 million subscribers. And now you have 50 million people or however many people playing Fortnite alone. So, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. yeah, those communities I think are still here. There's just more of them. Yeah, that's some good points. Uh, what, what do you think, Jesse? I mean, uh, you know, you've been around Halo for a little bit too. They, they keep trying on the system level. Like they had the clans and they had looking for group. And time and time again, you see people have just gotten really used to matchmaking. Mm -hmm. And party systems. So they party with the people they already know. Depending on how many you can do in a game, that's about it. The one place that really, and it's more of a server browser than it is matchmaking, is the creative mode in Fortnite, which if Forge is like that and it is this thing you can make and host and you can have a crap ton of people on it, then that would be something that people could just come into and join constantly. And it's much it's just it's hard to do it with how ubiquitous matchmaking is, how quick people are to uh, just leave if things are going poorly. Yeah. Like as somebody who plays Rocket League a lot, if you play competitive and someone scores a goal in the first 45 seconds, they're out. Like both your teammates are gone. You're just sitting there like, Jesus Christ. But um, Yeah, I don't think it can be the same. I think we've moved on. It's gotten too big, but there are replacements for it now. So yeah, if they tap into that with their free to play and their forge. I think it could be really big because it's on it. It's on PC. It's on console. It's on the cloud. Yeah. They've got a lot of entry points for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I, you know, when I asked that question, it's kind of something that I, that was in top of my mind and, and you know, I, I'll turn it back over to, to get some more of your thoughts and, you know, and then we can try to read Miles's face and see if he knows anything that he's trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> right now. But, you know, like the one thing I always, I do think about, you know, everybody says there wasn't as much competition. I agree with that. There's, there's never going to be that point where something stands out that far, I guess, uh, as, as it was at that point in time, uh, just because it had, had a lot of different advantages, but you know, the one thing, you know, you mentioned it, too, with, with some of the multiplayer, with the Forge. You know, there's potential for innovation. And, and you know, I, I've been hearing a lot of the comments, you know, on, some, on podcasts lately. And, you know, this is this is a real Halo-ass Halo, right? It's really a Halo for the Halo fans. Uh, that's how I think that's how Grubbs kind of been describing it. And he's like, you know, that's going to make some people happy and it's and it may not be the thing that's gonna you know that everybody is looking for right and i think this goes back to that conversation last week with the masterpiece but i i would like there's part of me that um that i, I still see there's opportunity for halo like even a halo as halo especially when it comes to uh to, yeah when it comes to the the, the community aspect because they always, in the past, when when Microsoft was really innovating, they really they really used like Halo was kind of that driver of that community aspect, right? Like it started off with the matchmaking in Halo Two, which is the thing everybody thinks about. But then you know you got to think about how they took it to the next level, even with Halo Three with the Forge, right? Like that's that's where we you know a lot of the community Halo Knights and things like that 
are now is with you know community-made maps and things like that and there's been opportunities there and then obviously you know with their uh you know with all the the sharing and and all that a lot of that came from the halo franchise so i i still see a lot of opportunity especially when it comes towards you know innovating from a multiplayer standpoint from a forge standpoint and that might be the that's the thing I, we're going get, to get into this today too like what are some of the things that we're really really anticipating and looking forward to uh but i do think that the forge might be that wild card aspect um yeah, you know, and like I said, we'll we'll come back around to that soon. But I want to see if anybody else had any thoughts. I know Daniel, so I, I didn't really get your your thoughts on that. As uh, any additional or or Miles, I, Miles, I don't know if I came too back to you on this question. So any of you guys jump in on this and you know, kind of like your thoughts on it. Yeah, polite and has a yep. So I feel like the question is a little too broad in a sense. By community, do you mean like? the community you had at like a, a midnight launch, that line, because that community can still come back. Though I feel like some of the older guys won't like the answer, won't like to how it's going to come back or how it's, how it's transformed these days. And as someone that watches a fair bit of a different game, the answer is, in my opinion, with esports. You get this crowd with esports events that are really into the, the uh, competitive atmosphere. They go to these events. They all have a great time. I went to see uh, a league finals in Detroit. Um, I think a couple years ago, and it was amazing. Everyone, I mean, the game itself is pretty terrible, to be honest. Um, but the the experience was amazing. Everyone was happy. They were all like screaming, shouting, and then it felt like I was like, you know, I'm finally with a group of people who like the same stuff I do, which is the same thing I got once when I was waiting for uh, one of the midnight launches for one of the WoW expansions. Yeah. Um, Halo can definitely get that with esports, and I think depending on how well the free to play does, it can get that Fortnite level of. Uh, memeing and uh, being everywhere on the internet and and the tiktoks you know that kind of stuff um but will it be back the original like group of people group of friends just meeting up and playing the game i don't think so i think the days of days of that have kind of passed i do think this one can explode on twitch in a way that it's never been able to before Mm -hmm. it's really good timing for it a lot of the biggest streamers really are into halo so I, I think it's primed for that, and that is way bigger than most people think. To be honest, Halo 5 should have done a lot better than it did um, in terms of the multiplayer because it is a great game. It's really fun to watch. My opinion is uh, the Xbox where it was at that time and no yeah, PC launch at yeah. all really messed it up. Yeah, it, yeah. They were, I think point. it also hurt it that it was missing modes and stuff in the beginning. Yes. It, yeah, I, I think it didn't have big no. team battle at launch. Team Battle came like four months later. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, the fact that it came in a little hot, I think that that also hampered it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like you know my my answer is an amalgamation of everybody's. You know, I don't think that um, I think it can have the potential of having that cultural moment like two was, um, but we're going to see a lot more sub communities uh, within. You know, instead of you know with Halo Two, you had one type of fan, right? I mean, you had the Halo fan, the guy who played campaign and then played multiplayer. Uh, with this, you've got people now who, um, who've who seen how powerful Halo 5's Forge is, even as limited as it is, and you're going to have those people. You're going to have people who love, who just want to continue the story because yeah. they, they fell out after 5 being disappointed with, with how 5's campaign yeah. was. You know, And then you've got a whole new generation of people who... You know, we think about it, it's been, what, six years since, since the Halo's come out. So that's mm-hmm. a whole new generation of people that uh, this may be their first time in because it's free-to-play. 
it has the potential. And it's like, yeah, of course, there's a lot more competition now than there was back then, but there are also a lot more players. So, yep. um, you know, I think this has the potential to, to and be... Every... Everyone tries a new game, right? I mean, even right. Hyperscape, right? It game did great numbers in the beginning. Everything. And then it needs to be good enough to keep the keep the audience there, right? That which is yep. where Halo's challenge is going to be. Yep. And then Game Pass changes everything. Because yeah. beyond the free-to-play multiplayer, you have, if you've got your subscription, you've got access to the entire game right there. And there's never been a, a Halo that had, that's had that advantage and also yeah. being so multi-platform. So yep. I think Miles, it has the potential. No, you, you, you and you guys all brought up some like really excellent points. And I, I do want to hear a little bit um, from Miles because I know you have, you know, you're you're a little more ingrained in a lot more ingrained in the industry in terms of, you know, like what's going on there. You know, what maybe what people are talking about behind the scenes. Uh, do you think there's even that that potential expectation? Like, do you think there is this like realistic? Uh, that the people at you know at, at Microsoft uh, at three four three like see this as a realistic thing of trying to like recapture s- some of that energy uh, you know or get to that get back to that point where you know Halo is that thing that's that you know that again ten years from now twenty years from now this Halo is going to be something that people are going to remember in terms of of the community and that impact. I think yeah, fundamentally that as we saw with that first gameplay reveal. They are trying to tap into those those feelings that a lot of us had when we first played Halo. They yes. understand the scale. They understand what makes Halo so special. And I yeah. think Halo Infinite is going to be a combination of going back to basics in some regards, while also finding a way to make Halo work and exist and feel compelling in this modern world where so much has shifted towards open world and RPG mechanics and all these things that Halo hasn't traditionally been known for. So I think the team really understands what they want to do with Halo Infinite and what they need to do. And I think that's why they are calling it Halo Infinite, scratching the numbers so that anyone, maybe if you've never played a Halo before, that's probably the audience they're trying to pull in just as much as they're trying to pull in all the hardcore Halo fans is pulling down that intimidation and saying like, this is the start of basically the new era, the new generation of Halo. And I think that is the best thing you can do. I mean, Final Fantasy, they have their legacy of just numbering and numbering yeah, into oblivion, yeah. but it's intimidating. It really is. Yeah. If you've never mm-hmm. played one and they're on Final Fantasy 17, are you jumping in? I don't know. Yeah. I Gears don't 5 know. had that problem, right? <laughs> yeah, Gears 5, again, they tried to... Like, Gears 4, 5 are kind of like, again, they were a refresh, but they weren't branded as a refresh. It was yeah. a sequel on a sequel. So it's intimidating. Um, right. You don't see a lot of movies that go that call themselves so and so six, unless you're Friday the Thirteenth, and then they just like, you don't care. Yeah, yeah, it's not James that's Bond true. Twenty-seven coming out, but the hardcore Fast and Furious—they've seen them all. They've seen yeah, them all. But James Bond is a great example. You're right. They don't number the films, right? You just watch them. Yeah, and yeah, you can watch them standalone. So, yeah. yes, they need to refresh, revisit Halo, and basically rebrand it, which I think is what the goal of Infinite is. Yeah, and you bring up some like really interesting points because it does feel like they are trying to thread this needle, and it's always and that's always a, a risk, right? Like when you try to thread a needle, 
you can either make everybody kind of happy or or you can make them all happy or you can miss nobody. all, all of them, right? You get hit by cars going both ways and, and, you, and nobody's happy. You just, you know, you just uh, uh, roadkill at that point. So it, it's, 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 it's interesting because, you know, like when they launched this and, and you know, they saw, showed some sprint, there was a, immediately like a bunch of videos out there like, oh, here we go again, you know, uh, you know, or, or showing the, um, the grapple hook and things like that. But, you know, but there is this chance. And I think, it, yeah, you're right. They, they've really been leaning into the nostalgia, which is smart, by the way. I think if you're ever going to lo- lean into nostalgia, as people have been locked in their basements for a little over a year in this COVID pandemic and ho- like wanting to get a taste of what they knew of life beforehand, I feel like there's a hunger for n- nostalgia right now that maybe there hasn't been in a long, long time. Um, so I think it's 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 it would be brilliant to really key in on that to be to begin with to solidify the base. And then you just build from there because like you're saying, it's Halo Infinite. And I think we already, we saw some job postings where they're already hiring for the next gen portion of the campaign, which to me, that next gen signals, maybe they drop the Xbox one and, and, you know, some of the, uh, the DLC in the future. I mean, who knows how far in the future, right? I mean, Miles, you probably know, but we don't know. Sorry, I beat dead horses. <laughs> I should uh, I should grab this the super chat from Blast the Base. He did send us a uh, ten dollars super chat a little bit ago. He says, "What's the best Mac talk you've heard on Xbox Live playing Halo multiplayer? Does anybody have any good ones?" <laughs> uh, nothing that's appropriate. Yeah, most of it's a very risque. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. taking the time to send it. We follow the uh, main podcast lead and try not to swear so we can one day get Phil Spencer on. I feel like they've been kind of lax on that lately, you know? Um, yeah. I have one that's not not heavy. I don't play online much. But uh, the few times I do, Emerald's playing. I'm, I'm not the best online gamer um, in general. And then I finished a match and I got a message. And the message is just, why are you playing this game? <laughs> you know, I'm like... Come on. <laughs> that reminds me. It was one of our Halo 5 sessions. I think one of the ones we <laughs> might have streamed. And someone sent me a message, and it was like in Portuguese or something. And so like, I, I quickly looked at it, and I didn't. it was a different language I didn't recognize. So I, I, I left it until we were done streaming. And then so I, I translated it after we were done playing. And someone told me that they hope I tear off my arm and beat myself to death with it. <laughs> <laughs> because of how bad I was, and I could see that, that game. Uh, so, not just you know, the, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good recent example. After playing Halo with you, I can understand why they'd send that. <laughs> right. Some of the best trash talk that I've heard is what we give Mike when we play with Mike. All I know <laughs> is I had the gameplay footage on for one of our previous podcasts, and I'm in the middle of speaking, and I had to stop and look because for like five minutes, it was just someone staring at a rock and zooming in and zooming Rolling out. Mike. <laughs> yeah, he was talking. Uh, it was um, we were talking about how what they fixed in the Master Chief Collection. Actually, in the flighting, <laughs> it was about how the graphics they didn't work when you did the zoom in on the rocks like it did on the OG Xbox. Yeah. See, without the, the audio, the same chat audio, it was uh, just mm-hmm. a dude zoom. Yeah, I could see how that would be. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's a good question. I, I, I feel like I feel like I uh, probably had some real interesting trash talk, but yeah, to these days because we're not in because I don't have to listen to them live. 
Uh, they usually come in, 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 you know, chat form. And uh, some of the best ones are probably the ones that I, I can't read because they're in some other language because they put me on a server out somewhere in the boonies and I couldn't hit anything. So, yeah. you know. You know, so that's, uh, you know, that's always fun. You, you, you know, after you've had a bad game and then you see a bunch of like uh, a language you, you don't know that it's probably not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and kind of move on to our, our next topic. And, I, and what I really wanted to talk about was, um, you know, obviously we are on this road to E3, as we, we kind of mentioned even before the podcast, and it, it is starting to feel like that. You're getting some of that in the air with some of these, oh, yeah. uh, these some of the news. Um, we know that Halo Infinite that is probably the most sure thing that's going to be at, at at the Xbox uh, showcase. As and, sure as Starfield, they're right there. It's exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we know it's going to be there and we kind of know what the, what the, uh, you know, the narratives were last year, you know, after, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Craig showed up on screen. So, uh, so obviously, you know, this year, I think, I think, you know, there's going to be some focus on his makeover. And besides that, I guess what I want to do is, is kind of hear from everybody, like, what is the things that you are most hoping to see uh in this e3 more than what maybe so this is this is, this would be a chance to, to let miles off the hook instead of what you expect to see what is it you want to see uh in terms of of the focus on either campaign multiplayer forge or in and you can even be more specific than that so uh i guess we'll go ahead and let's start with mr uh jesse what do you think then i imagine it's mostly going to be a campaign thing again and perhaps an announcement of another multiplayer thing coming, um, especially a, a flighting coming, which seems likely. I remember there was something that I saw this morning, and I I should have looked into it before bringing it up, but it was something about like a, an internal version on the Insider flight for something Halo-related that's not Halo MCC that somebody found through their stuff, so it could be a Halo Infinite um, flighting on PC. So... I imagine it's mostly going to be single player. We'll get maybe a look at multiplayer with more later and not even that much later. And I don't know about Forge. That That's the one thing I'm, I'm not really sure on. Definitely single player. Probably some multiplayer. I really want to see what they have cooking with Forge, but I wonder if that's a leading up to release thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what about you? So what's your thoughts on that? Um, on what, what we'll see in Infinite? Um, yeah, what, what do you want to see? Like, what is Sony want to see? Well, I want to see a long-lost JRPG on Sony's show, but when it comes in terms of Halo, um, let me see. Uh, a shadow I drop, just, and it's ready now. No, 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 I'd rather not see that, to be honest. Give, the, give them the time, all the time they need, man. The last thing they want is is a rushed game. No, no. Um, of course, flighting news would be great. Um, according to uh, a couple people, I mean, they've been fighting for a while. Right, I remember. I, I think I read a few tweets from Club too, where he's like, "I'm surprised that thing is leaked because there's been fighting for a while." But no, I just want to see something. I want to hear good music, which I, I'm expecting to for sure, hundred percent. And I just want to see fun gameplay. To be honest, I was perfectly content with the 2020 showing. So if they just more of that, I'm okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Daniel? What, what what is it you're looking forward to? I mean, I'd really like to see, you know, what the full package is going to look like at launch. Um, you know, I don't think we'll get that at E3. Hopefully, 
during the summer we'll get something but um it would be nice to know you know beyond forge beyond you know your standard modes what are we getting because you know you and i talk about that innovation all the time like obviously we still have the xbox one we've kind of we've got to develop around but um it'd be nice to see what you know what they do because halo is at its best when it's trying to be unique when it's halo when it's not trying to chase trends so you know i don't want a battle royale i don't want you know, any of the, the standard modes that we see in a lot of the other games. You know, I want to see what what new thing, because whether it's good or not, you know, each Halo typically has a mode that is, or a new a new development. You know, with, with 3, you had Forge. With with um, 4, you had Spartan Ops. With 5, you had uh, Warzone and then Warzone Firefight. So what's the new innovative, you know, mode? What's the new, the new thing? So... That's what I want to see. You know, I think I think Jesse's right. We'll probably get um, more of the multiplayer details later, but because um, because you know they're going to want to show uh, single player now that the graphics have been upgraded and and they've had a little bit more time. Yeah, I mean that's a that's some good points. Well, on that point, I'm going to turn this over to Miles. Do you do you see them actually doing both single and multiplayer? And what is it that you really want to see on that? Yeah, so what uh, what I want to see from Halo, because obviously that banner has shown us that Halo and Starfield will be the biggest things that you're going to see. You're going to see the most details on Halo and Starfield, which Starfield especially will be good because we know publicly we know nothing about that game. Um, Halo Infinite we know more about, and we know more specifically about the campaign, the story. We've seen some campaign gameplay. So what I want to see, I want to see a new campaign trailer, and then I want to see... Um, like Daniel was saying, I want to see what the new Halo multiplayer mode is. I'm expecting mm -hmm. some sort of new Halo multiplayer mode with yeah. this game. I want it to be Halo's take on Battle Royale. I don't want it to necessarily be a Battle Royale. It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not, not in that camp per se, but I want a super large-scale Halo. I think mm -hmm. Warzone was kind of the, the step in that direction. I mm. want to see what a Warzone 2.0 would do because something that Halo's always done better than pretty much anyone else is the vehicle combat. Yeah. And the larger yeah. scale you get, the more vehicles you can have. You can really get that feeling of being in this massive battle, this massive war. Um, ironically, I don't know that they can use Warzone anymore or that they will because of <laughs> yeah. the whole Call of Duty yeah. thing. No, um, no so I'm curious to see what they'll call that. But that's cool. that's really what I want to see. I want to see... If they're not going to give us the full suite of this is the multiplayer of Halo Infinite, I want to see the new mode, and I want them to say this is the date for the beta at E3. And I hope they do that because they have promised the community that they're going to give us plenty of lead time with that beta. Yeah. And um, we're running out of that lead time really fast if they are trying to launch this in November. So they better get that beta out by July, August at the very latest. But if you're not yeah. getting three, four months of lead time, then mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to make any significant changes from that beta feedback, mm -hmm. which is something they promised. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, and hopefully it's not going to be one of those things where, where the launch is the beta, right? That's probably not going to go over too well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they've learned their lesson <laughs> there, but we'll see. <laughs> It's like, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it later, guys. Just here, here you go. I think uh, uh, we got the name of the we got the name of the event in the chat. Hex right here. Huge team battle. There it is, three four three. If you haven't already got started on it, this is it. HTB. Uh -oh. I was thinking uh, bigger team battle, but that might be better. What team battle? Uh, just bigger. Bigger <laughs> team. <laughs> you know, we're not letting any either one of you guys into uh, Xbox marketing. I think you've uh, you can. Hopefully, Halo Infinite 2, <laughs> biggest team battle. 
If oh, Nick were here, he'd be like, it should be called Aussie Big Team Battle. You know, everything's large down there. <laughs> Only if there's an ostrich faction. Yeah, it has to be called Spice Scorpion. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think that, you know, you, you brought up a really good point, though, Miles, about the, about the war zone as well. And, you know, the, the one thing I, I do think about, about is not that it's going to necessarily be war zone 2.0, because war zones kind of, was as great as uh, Halo 5's multiplayer is for me. War zone wasn't it, like not, it doesn't stand out too much. It's not something I want to like finally think about years from now or Fight, yeah, fight, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't feel like it, that has that much mind share. If it did, then Call of Duty probably wouldn't have used it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you know that that kind of tells you what you know what the industry thinks about you know that. But <laughs> but it could be you know you think about you know you hear like when we think about Nintendo for example, a lot of people when they when they talk about the Switch and how they built up to that, they, they as bad as the Wii U did, it was like always like that stepping stone that became the Switch, right? Like people think of it in that regards and i kind of think of maybe warzone is the same thing right maybe it is the wii u of the switch in terms of like that big multiplayer thing and it does seem like there's some ideas that were good ideas Mm -hmm. that that if you started to take it into another level especially now when they start loading up you know these servers right like you're gonna start being able to use uh start doing some so maybe maybe you can do some processing on that end and you could do some bigger things that that uh that are again we talked about the innovation that's that's one thing nobody's really really done is is kind of like really offloading some some like massive scale um you know uh, uh multiplayer i don't know destruction things on screen things like that so i'll be curious to see what they do there uh Mr. Uh, Mike, I skipped over you so far. What's your thought? Did any any anything anybody leave anything for you to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, honestly, I'm I kind of echo what uh, Jesse and Miles really. Uh, I I think I think they're gonna focus. I'm actually hoping that they focus on the campaign here, and then what what I think the most ideal route would be focus on the campaign because I I would like for them to put concerns to rest over what built up, you know, what was left over from last year. Um, and then end it with a nice multiplayer trailer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, introducing a new mode. I do want that new mode. You th- you yeah. see games like Warzone now supports, I think, 150 players. And, oh. you know, if, if Call of Duty is doing it, there's no reason Halo couldn't do it. Especially when right. Halo, like... Ha- in the past has had the largest type of multiplayer modes on console. And so end it with a, a nice multiplayer trailer. We know we're going to see multiplayer because the, the teaser uh, image, I mean, that very yeah. clearly hints to multiplayer. I and, mean, we're not going to see Emil come back from the dead. Yeah, right? exactly. That's someone in a costume. <laughs> exactly. So that, 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 um, so I, I, I hope that hints or indicates like a nice, nice gameplay demo. And then we're gonna get a multiplayer trailer and maybe something like see more because they're gonna they're also gonna take part in the uh, summer game fest, right? That can easily mm-hmm. be a focus yeah. on multiplayer where they announce the the beta or the the pilot program and everything like that. And it would be this nice consistent cadence of additional content throughout the summer leading up to launch. There's um, Gamescom too, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, There's Gamescom. Gears 5 was at Gamescom for a, a campaign trailer when they showed multiplayer back yeah. off in that. Uh, 
And I think that was kind of a mistake keeping it was, the, keeping the campaign no, so they late. Definitely yeah. follow Gears 5's marketing. Boy, that was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's there's Gamescom. We don't I, I don't know if we're gonna have an XO twenty one, but we could. And XO twenty one can come out assuming that it launches in November fifteenth. So th- yeah. there is a few shows that can show up. Plus they can always just release a like you a know, direct style thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, either a direct yeah. or just put something out on the Xbox channel that is like a Halo one-on-one and say, hey, here's the Forge mode. And yeah. do a deep dive in the Forge mode yeah. and or multiplayer. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities. But for E3, I think um, blow people away with the campaign. That, yeah. I, I think, blow, you know, especially since it's been 16 or 16, six years since the last <laughs> Halo. It's been 16 years. <laughs> 16 years ago. <laughs> But, you know, the people that are in it for the the people that are in in it for Halo's campaign, they haven't really been serviced in the last few years, right? Like they, and so probably poor choice of words, but um, <laughs> but they've been able to, you know, multiplayer has been, you know, it holds up, I guess, better. There's more longevity with multiplayer, I guess. I'm trying to say, versus the campaign, and so yeah, I, that's what I'm hoping to see. You know, it's like when I'm listening to all you guys talk, it it, it, it makes it very clear. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that tend to still reveal. And I, and I'm noticing that Nick is in our chat, really, really <laughs> distracting. Um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up on that. I'm uh, not in a closet. It's a, a pause move. <laughs> you know, we should. You know, Nick, you should. You should get on here, and you and Miles should do like an insider off, and uh, see so you can come up with the best uh, inside information. And it has uh, to culminate with a dance off. <laughs> a rap battle, I think, is more <laughs> more appropriate. So if Nick wants to rap battle, let me know. Um, Got one chance. Nick's older than all of <laughs> us, so man, I can't even. Imagine. Yeah, his version of rap is like Nat King Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Sorry. Um, oh, you know he does ask a good question. How do you guys? I didn't even know this was a, a thing. How do you guys feel I, about I, the allegations? I, I that according scrolling. to Bloomberg, uh, <laughs> is he? I don't know. Uh, I could see this being a, a Halo <laughs> Infinite needs to look better than Horizon for, Horizon Forbidden Lands. <laughs> I can tell thoughts? if he was trolling. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah. always trolling. That was my assumption trolling. is that it was trolling. <laughs> if he's in the chat, he's trolling. <laughs> he just said he wrote the Ten Commandments originally as a poem. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I actually wrote the Ten Commandments originally as a poem. <laughs> Commandment number poem. eleven was that's not a knife. He said no. Um, but really quick, go back to Halo a little bit. I'm actually kind of warming up. Uh, to, uh, we're not a Halo podcast anymore. <laughs> I feel like with with it, the game being free to play and with that clearly being a huge focus on their part in terms of the revenue, they kind of have to show off a fairly decent amount of multiplayer, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. E3 is, at the end of the day, still the biggest spotlight. You know, yeah. Gamescom, TGA, it's never as big as E3, especially when you actually hype up E3. You got all the conferences, all the publishers, et cetera. So this is the time to get the most viewers on, sorry, the most eyes on your stuff. And if they really want to push this free-to-play aspect, they're going to show something for sure, something big, multiplayer-wise. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you're going to see both. And yeah. 
it, it, sorry, like again, I'm, I'm distracted by Nick's link now. Um, but yeah, I feel like you have to show both because mm-hmm. the campaign, absolutely, there's no way you can you can uh. skip over that after last year. Uh, one thing I do hope they they do with the campaign is to really kind of focus on the the dynamic aspect of the gameplay, the sandbox. You know, something you mentioned early on, Miles, and it's something that I think all of us, as we've been going through some of these episodes and, and looking at the updates, they've been, the developers have really been talking about the sandbox a lot. And to me, that says, hey, we're talking to you, mm-hmm. Halo Base, right? Because the, 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 the people that are really into the classic Halos that are still, you know, the 10 million people that, that decided to get the, you know, the Master Chief collection on PC or play that on PC. I, I feel like that is the reason why that still resonates after all these years. It's not, obviously you go back to the old Halos, it's not the graphics anymore, right? It's it's that sandbox. And I think that was one thing they, they did miss last year. I was like, even if you are, you know, you weren't ready graphics wise, you could have, you know, maybe talked about, hey, how does this, how does the, the, uh, the grapple hook and, you know, uh, and you know it affects the dynamic aspects of gameplay in uh, in the sandbox. Like maybe kind of demonstrate that a little bit. Or I, I think they try to show it a little bit by grabbing some stuff and throwing it at them. But that seemed like because of the it looked like the AI was turned out. It was it didn't really do a good job demonstrating that. I think when you look back at that video, what's interesting uh, after reading all those updates and and really focusing on what they've been talking about you go back and you look at that and you look at the environment you're like oh yeah yeah i can see now i can see how this could be interesting or how this could play out differently you know especially on higher Mm -hmm. difficulties but that's like that that happened that clicked with me when i went back and watched it recently i watched it a a few times when it first came out and none of that stuff ever really was apparent so i hope i hope they really highlight that aspect because halo is and this goes back to like what uh, Nick was saying, you know, like it, it, it does get compared a lot in the graphics. Like <clears throat> there is this talking yeah. point from people that are, you know, that are not Halo fans that that Halo needs to be this visual showpiece. And I'm like, no, it's been that twice in, in Halo 2 and Halo 4 and both times there are sacrifices, right, yeah. to the, the yeah. gameplay. So uh, I don't know if you could, do you guys have any quick thoughts on that? I know we were going to want to get over to some community questions. Sorry, really so quick that, thought. Do you guys yeah. remember when the uh, Breath of the Wild demo was out on E3? It was a 20-minute demo, and there were so many outlets talking about how they did so many different things in those 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. They burned the grass. They used the wind. They killed a bunch of uh, monsters with a rock, you know? I feel like Infinite would have really benefited if, say, this was a physical event, and you could have had, like, another 20-minute demo. Hey, here's the here's the level go do what you want to do. You know, when it shows all the different ways you can do an encounter, that kind of stuff. So it kind of sucks that they can't have that, but hopefully they try to replicate it in some way. They, I think they can, I mean, they can have a, a stage stage demo, Yeah. you know, for the actual show, but then it'd be awesome if they released a yeah. deeper dive of that same demo. I mean, Separate. for E3, one of the biggest things, too, but that yeah, would be yeah. an awesome thing to do. The no, responses okay. from the sorry, my bad. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying one of the biggest things to E three was the whole uh, the fact that these uh, outlets got their hands on these games, right? Mm-hmm. And they talk about them for 10, 15 minutes. That was that was one of my funnest parts of it because you know seeing the game is cool, but actually seeing people play it or hearing people talk about it was the most important thing. So I, I don't know how they replicate that with like an online what? online. I mean, only they, thing, you know? they, do you guys? Do you guys? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Daniel. I was going to say, that's kind of how Inside Xbox, the post shows used to be, you know, that's, and I'm hoping they they replicate something like that, because, you know, like Mike was saying, 
Um, we don't necessarily need a 20 minute deep dive in the middle of the E3 conference. You know, I don't want a state of play for every single mm-hmm. game, but I mean, in, in the show, but I think afterwards, um, you know, especially yeah. since there's a little bit more, you know, I hate to use the word leniency given that we're, we're remote. Um, but there is a little bit more freedom in terms of how they can use the time after the show um, to, to build something, um, you know, maybe a, a deeper dive, but, I don't know if they'll ever use Inside Xbox again as a, as a brand, but Hopefully. you know something similar. Do you guys remember um, in the early 360 days they did a E3 at home or something where they they it was before streaming was really a mainstream thing, and you were able to download trailers on your 360. That's whenever mm-hmm. they released um, Lost Planet right at E3, and it was a Lost Planet demo that was on the showroom floor. Obviously, I don't expect them to do that here, but it's kind of a missed opportunity because if they did shadow drop the pilot and they did, you know, if if they were able to pull something like that off, I think that would have just created a, an amazing amount of buzz and, and mind share. But I'm sure with the uh, current state of the world, that would make that nearly impossible. Yeah, I mean, my question is, why not have a demo? Uh, we have, you know, when when we saw that gameplay reveal, they had a title screen that yeah. said "Press Start to start yeah. the demo." Yep. Yeah, like the, the biggest tease ever. And maybe mm-hmm. there was talks to have the demo come out in some capacity, but the negative reception pushed that back. So, with everything being remote, Steam is doing a great job. They're going to have a whole showcase of a bunch of demos from stuff that would normally be on the show floor. And mm-hmm. I think Xbox really doesn't have an excuse not to have a Halo demo if if you know things were perfect and there was going to be an E3 with a demo that people could play on the show floor and it's something that fans could go and play because E3 is a industry and fan event why can't we yeah. get that demo to download at home and play yeah. and um, I would love to see that I don't know that it's happening but I want to see it I you want know, that to be the reality and there's no excuse to me at this point <laughs> It, it's it's crazy when you think about because they did that deep dive to the original trailer breakdown, and they they talked about starting the pilot program at the end of that year, and that was 2019. Yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. And obviously things got pushed back. Um, you know, Halo Infinite's development issues mm-hmm. are well known. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you there. I I, I imagine they're probably gun shy of showing too much to the public just because of last year. That would be the only reason I can see them not even thinking about that, which is a shame. Imagine if they released that uh, demo last year without any kind of visual upgrades. Oh, man. Craig would be like an afterthought. After I would eat it up. Would pull up. I would absolutely I, I would eat love that up. it, but the, the internet <laughs> would have demolished it, you know? Well, yeah. Well, I, Jesse I has think... his hand up first. Yeah, go, go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> I was trying to remember what it is, and, and, and I did the news stories for it last year. They did the Summer Game Fest demo festival last yep. year. Yep. So I was wondering if that was going to make a comeback this year. Obviously, there was nothing on the level of Halo. It was mostly smaller indie stuff. A lot of that was um, had been around for a bit. But I'm I'm hoping they do something like that again, and bigger things are a part of it if Halo and Forza Horizon 5 are their big games this year, because... If you look at that key art, the top left kind of looks like a tire, which to me seemed like a, a possible indicator also. Forza. So even if we get just those two mixed in with a bunch of smaller things, like Death Door, please, 
Um, that, <laughs> that would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that that is an area again that that uh, that they could innovate, right? Like that's something that in the past that was one of the fun parts about E three is hearing people's uh, floor impressions of demos. Why not bring in millions of people? And you know, you can make them you can make them time. They could just be a you know a short little window that they're available, or that you know short amount of time that you get to play them, whatever it is. But that would be a great way, I think, to. Um, to really engage and start to innovate. And uh, Miles, I think you're onto something. So I'm going to take that as a, as a hint and uh, hopefully somebody can grab that <laughs> the chat and go put that on Twitter. See the way uh, this works is, you know, it's just a guess unless it's right. Then it was a prediction. You got to right. retroactively predict. Everything, you know? I, I'm on you guys. Just I, throw I, I it all out, see what sticks and then like claim the stuff you got. Right. I mean, that's how it works. Right. <laughs> or, or you pretend that, you know, you don't have any sources and then you can like pretend like you're like the smartest dude in the world. Right. So like that's the other you're way. Just making guesses. <laughs> This is my educated opinion, and uh, you, you know. But now, anyways, uh, <laughs> I think you, uh, you, you, you highlighted though some a detail. I think a lot of people missed that. That yeah, that was a demo, right? So mm -hmm. uh, that who, who knows? I mean, put you know what would be be bold is they take that demo, the same exact demo you saw last year, and they they put it back out there with uh, you know with Craig's makeover and yeah, everybody. That'd be pretty did. cool. That yeah, would be give, give us handsome Craig. I want <laughs> glistening abs, oiled up Craig, making a big glow up in this new demo. Yeah, he right. is the big final boss of the demo. Yeah, yeah. Give him a chance. If you do to... things right, you can become friends with him. That's what I want. Ally, yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're building some lore. There you go. That would be the amazing. Thing that was always, I would say the thing that was always weird about the reaction to that was that, you know, uh, and, we, and we've seen it several times this year and last year with, with a few other parties is that, um, you know, a lot of people complain about gameplay trailers or gameplay presentations for, for demos at E3 or whatever. And most of the time they're bull shots, right? They're, they're vertical yeah. slices that often get considerably downgraded um, as development goes. And um, Microsoft actually has a little bit of an inverse relationship there, you know, and, and with Infinite, it was very much, a case of that. Obviously, we're getting a much um, upgraded version of that game, but it was pretty ballsy to to present a true demo. I mean, like like Miles was saying, it, I'm sure there was probably a plan to release that into into some group in some capacity. And the fact that it went from you know press start to immediately controlling chief was a very clear indication that this wasn't just a this wasn't just a pre can pre scripted. Um, vertical slice this was a you know a, a live build so um, i mean it was basically like what i would in my industry would be a prr product product readiness review where you actually have a a live demonstration of in action play of said software and um you know it, it's it is kind of sad that everybody focused on the craig element of it but it was pretty impressive considering the fact that we just got like demolished uh, from an industry standpoint, and they were they were brave enough. If we're going to use the Apple <laughs> terminology there to uh, to show a, a real demo instead of um, you know what, what we with warts and all instead of you know a bullshit trailer. So that's, um... Apple 
Apple takes away your ability to plug in your headphones, and uh, 343 takes away Craig's right. uh, te- face textures. <laughs> like, do you have a history with that? Because we just did the E3 2005 conference, and a lot of those were very rough, obviously not faked yep. demos. Now, yeah. the EA ones were unbelievably fake, yeah. but all the Microsoft ones and like... Yeah, they when they're not didn't break them. Yeah, when they're not doing their CG stuff, I mean, it is often the case. I mean, Rise is another great example. You know, yeah. the the final version was actually better than what we saw at E3, and there are mm-hmm. plenty of examples of, this, of the same. So, um, I don't know. That was kind of a side tangent, but it would be amazing if they had a a fresh demo, fresh campaign demo for E3, but then they're like, you can play last year's demo, but, but current. Pretty. Right now, you know, and I mean, that mm-hmm. would be a nice, almost double whammy in a way where it, it man, I would, I would absolutely love to play that demo. <laughs> and that, that start but, screen kind of just brought a certain feeling, right? Yeah. It was yeah. almost like you were playing the demo with them in a way. It, mm, and, yeah. and it just, it, it was, I think it was very deliberate and it was, it did raise certain questions because you had that, what looked like a portal that like yeah. halo portal mm-hmm. and stuff so it did yeah. it did raise questions like you know is quick travel going to be a thing in the world and that's something that can take advantage of the new hardware and stuff like that so oh, I have we wait. i mean with with you know microsoft's made so i've been i don't know how many builds now that they've had in the code i guess three builds three microsoft builds since COVID hit and that's for their enterprise solutions and they've moved it all remote I mean, what is the likelihood? I mean, not Miles. Do you have any uh, hints on whether or not we're going to get some sort of? He's never like, going to come back on here again. I know. I, I, I got I'm sorry. I, sorry. I, I beat that that joke into the ground and just kept going with it. I mean, I, I, they have the infrastructure, right? I mean, they have the infrastructure. Like I said, they've done build three times now. They've had um, several other um, large scale enterprise um, focused. Um, events where they have you know live training packages that you download hopefully mm. they'll do something for e3 where where us as gamers have access to to some semblance beyond summer game fest because that was really cool i played a lot of those demos last year but like uh, abe was saying those were all indies um which isn't a bad thing by any means but it'd be cool to be able to, to play the the microsoft stable you know mm-hmm. i mean they, there's a, right. there's enough content that hopefully they can capitalize on that at summer game fest you know if if they let's say they're smart and they go with my idea and uh they do the multiplayer at summer game fest they can do the shadow drop of the multiplayer uh build but then they can also do assuming that flight sim isn't out at that time play a demo for flight sim on the series x and you know gunk and a a handful of other games that are lined Mm -hmm. up for this year that you know i hopefully with the extra time from COVID, we could get some bigger, bigger titles, bigger demos this year. Yeah, I mean, or like you, you know, we mentioned the, the flighting stuff earlier. I mean, just drop a single Halo multiplayer map in there or something, right? Yeah. So they can update um, it over time too. What they yeah. release doesn't have to be the entirety of the uh, flight. Yeah, or put it at limited time. You know, like the Resident Evil like thing. Like Capcom, yeah. <laughs> what, or, one hour to play? Yeah. Or something like that. You, you know, that, there's something not... I, I know people were complained about that. that. That's. I think putting a time limit on it does force everybody to engage it in a small mm. window. And that's good for that whole 
halo effect for no pun intended, but, you know, to get people talking and, uh, you know, create more excitement over the demo and things like that. So I could see, I could see it. That might work for a a campaign demo, but I can see a lot of backlash if they try to do that for multiplayer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The FOMO marketing on the resident evil thing in particular was one of the worst examples because it was such a tight window and the demo was timed and they, they backpedaled on on yeah. the final demo thankfully because yeah it was and it plenty was... of people had server issues too trying to download the damn thing so that's it. Well, they did the same thing with the uh, re2 remake you had a half mm-hmm. hour i remember if i recall but and... it wasn't timed it, I, like you didn't have a window oh yeah you could yeah download yeah, yeah. and play it whenever so at least there that's was true. that like yeah. if it's 30 minutes whatever if i have to be awake at like 8 p.m to 4 a.m to play this 30 minutes and come on yeah that makes sense. some of us are adults <laughs> You see, they're all time to PlayStation. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll move on. You know, I did want to move on to uh, just do like a real quick uh, question. It's probably not that important, but it's just fun to, fun to mention. Uh, where do you see Halo being shown during E3? Do you think they're going to do what they did last time? Do first and something different? Um, we'll go ahead and um, we'll start to, with Mr. Mike. What do you think? Um, what do you think it's going to be, or what do you think it should be? It, I think it should be in the beginning again, because, like, just the anxiety, the anticipation surrounding Halo. The the only other game that I think beats it in terms of the Bethesda Xbox showcase is uh, Starfield, and that's only because we know nothing about Starfield. Mm. I think the the curiosity. An uh, anticipation surrounding uh, Halo is how good is it? How what you know? How does it stack up compared to last year? Whereas Starfield is just pure curiosity of the unknown, and and Bethesda's track record on top of that. So, I I, I think they should start off with it, assuming that they have. It, you know, obviously, a lot of it depends on what else they're going to show. Like if. I don't expect it to be disappointing, but if it's relatively disappointing, then save it for maybe the middle, like the, be, between the transition between Xbox to uh, Bethesda to end the Xbox portion on a high note. But I, I, I would take it that if they start off with Halo Infinite, the Xbox portion is going to be awesome because they want to keep, they want to have that momentum building and continuing to, to you know, have a, um, that kind of roller coaster type of uh, um, momentum, and so I, I I I would do the beginning just just to start it off on a strong on a strong note, and hopefully continue swinging up from there. All right, what do you think? What do you think, Mister Daniel? Beginning? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think um, <laughs> you know they were oddly confident last year, so hopefully they they have <laughs> yeah. their. Uh, their heads in check this time but i oh think starting out with it would be great you know uh correct the the record so to speak and um you know i i think it would be better than ending with it because because if you end with it and then they go immediately into starfield then you kind of run into that you know competing for the better the bigger story right um i think i think starting with it is probably the, the right call all right <laughs> the cat made it all right jesse what, what does your cat think <laughs> people love the cats um i honestly think it should probably be in the pre-show like balan wonderworld was 
Be gone, Satan. Yeah, I would say probably the beginning, either the beginning of their stuff, the end of their stuff. Those two would be the best. Go to the next person. <laughs> All right. Ursula, uh, do you have anything different to add? Uh, yeah, uh, like usual. Looks like I have one of the differing opinion. Um, I think unless they're super, super, super confident, they don't start with Halo, is my personal opinion. Um, I think they should be somewhere in the middle. Don't start, don't end with Halo, is is, is how I think it should be. Because there's still a lot more they should show. Halo is a great Pretty way sure. to kind of get you agree the crowd. Halo is being a great way to get like the crowd flowing again. I feel so. It's in in a way, it's a good way to kind of revitalize the conference at the halfway point. Is my personal view on it. All right, um, Miles, for the uh, for the definitive opinion on this, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of all on the same page. I want to see Microsoft kick off this conference with Halo. I want them to come out of the gate, and I want this to be the course correction from last year. All. All the nar- narratives, the negative narratives that were spun last year, I want this to shut those down, and I want this to kind of set the tone of what the rest of this showcase is going to be in terms of momentum. So yeah, start with Halo, end with Starfield. I yeah, think yeah. would be, I mean, they're they're broadcasting so loudly that these are going to be the two biggest things. And in terms of like public mind share for Xbox, they are. Uh, so why not start and end with the two biggest things you have kind of in your slate right now, at least in the. Uh, near future you don't think we'll get um one more thing again this time one more thing <laughs> i do and it's gonna be shenmue 4 oh my no, god it's gonna be crackdown for you kidding me i would lose it that that would be the game of the show for me automatically we have dreams again guys don't put that energy out into the universe it's gonna be crackdown 4 <laughs> i would love oh, crackdown dude. 4 that, that, man <laughs> Wait, uh, OBM, did we get your uh, your take on when you think it's going to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to wait till last because I, I, I just I prefer to be uh, say something off the wall. But I, I think this is a good chance for Microsoft. I, I hear what you guys are saying, like starting off the show with with Halo kind of sends a message. It, it kind of um, mirrors last year, you know, but it mirrors it with uh with a better look in the mirror i guess but um but to me to me i think this is a, a unique opportunity for microsoft now that they have bethesda to uh to show that they're really different like i i don't feel like wherever halo places in the, the e3 is going to really matter too much for halo right like halo is going to be halo it's the people that are looking forward to it are going to look forward to it. It doesn't matter if it's first, middle, end. Um, and I and I think if Microsoft like just kind of subverts expectations, um, you know, but but does it in a better way than like Game of Thrones or Star Wars, um, and and like actually you know does like starts off with something different at the beginning of the show, like one of the new IPs. Maybe you start off with like an arcane game or something i don't know what's what's going to be yeah. there but you know yeah. if you if you start off with something that people aren't expecting and then you know you do a one more thing after halo i think that would be kind of interesting or maybe you start off with starfield and then you do the one more thing i don't know uh depending on how big some of the other stuff that they have is if if it is just halo and starfield and everything else is like way way below that i think that does add a challenge but like I said, I think I think starting to throw people off with their cadence because we always come into these things kind of thinking we know what to expect. You know, we expect them to open with Halo or Gears and close with Halo or Gears like every, all the time, right? And it's I think 
I think it's time to for them to start showing, hey, we're different now. And yes, Halo's still mm-hmm. huge, but uh, but we're not just that anymore. We don't need to to do that. So that would be an interesting thing. I don't. I, it's probably a long shot that they'll do it. You know, it's you know, I'm 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 not running the marketing. And there's probably a good reason, but uh, I I do think that would be an interesting interesting way to um, to change the conversation and get people to. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you drop a big surprise. I mean, who knows if they do have like a, a, a major surprise, maybe you drop that after Halo. So that's uh, a good just point. I think, you know, I think we often, I mean, I know I do, I tend to still think of it as like doing Xbox first and then Bethesda, but having something more interwoven to show, like yeah. you said, that they're, they're a new Xbox. Um, I think the expectation is though, that they are going to do the Xbox portion first. And then end with the Bethesda portion, yeah. Um, because originally, uh, according to uh, Jeff, they were going to be two separate, two separate ones, events. and yeah. then they've combined the two. Um, yeah. And and you know, there's definitely ways that I think that they can, you know, even if they start off with Halo, they can use something completely new that we've never seen anything like Wolfenstein Three to bridge yeah. those two portions, and that would that would reinvigorate the momentum and. And um, definitely be a good way to to merge the two. Um, the, like a, a... I'm sorry. So, no, sorry. I was gonna say, or like maybe like a Doom guy skin and like a Halo multiplayer trailer. You know, that'd be pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, it, I mean, the the, the awesome thing with with this uh, acquisition in this conference is they have so many options of how yep. they can structure it, and I guess it just all, all depends on what they're willing to show. I, I'm just under the impression that they're going to lean more on game, like gameplay or gameplay trailers, and less on CG, since that was such a criticism yeah. of last year. And Microsoft is known to react, um, and not for the worst, but you know they're a very reactive company. And so, if if the feedback from last year is heavily on CG, plus they're not going to want to show their hand or show. A lot of those games again unless until they're ready to show gameplay because you don't want to see another cg of fable you yep. want to see the game yep. and they yeah. definitely don't want to have a repeat of halo of showing it before it's really finished yeah, yeah. so you know i and, mean the show is only an hour and a half long right at that point it's a pretty stuffed show if that's microsoft but that's yeah. and i'm assuming a couple big third-party titles right yeah yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. with with a pre-recorded show that's a lot of you can fit yeah. a lot in that you don't have the padding of like the the the, um, the interchanges. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, the interchanges, the applause from the audience. I mean, you can make a really tightly knit and tightly paced uh, conference in an hour and a half. You're yeah, right. I mean the fact that you don't need to have the uh, wait for the audience to quiet down until Spencer gets on stage is going to save you at least by, <laughs> <laughs> at least a game or two. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a shame that we can't do a drinking game this year. Whenever someone randomly yells from the crowd. Oh man! I, I, I'm gonna go with my prediction. I, I'm, I'm actually gonna stick with it. I, I, I think they're gonna do one more thing after him. Whatever. I'll probably be wrong on that. Uh, but it, uh, I do like. Um, I do like. I gotta call out Nick's. Uh, <laughs> Nick's comment. Uh, cancel Halo and put three for three on Elder Scrolls Seven. <laughs> Sorry. The comment about that's what got me. Oh man! What, that, which one okay. about me being in a closet? No, 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 no. He was, uh, Halo needs to be a survival horror. Uh, <laughs> read uh, that, and I was like, no. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right this loop, uh, Gears is supposed to be a survival horror game, according to Nick. 
Let's go to community questions so that we can get everybody can mm. uh, can have time to get to some sleep tonight. And so let me go ahead and pull those up. I think a few of them we have already touched on. Uh, give me one second. Actually, if one of you guys has it up there, go ahead and, and read them out. <laughs> None of you guys are ready. <laughs> I have it up, yeah. I um, set it up and I lost it. Sorry. <laughs> I've, just, I've been talking a lot, so I wanted to give it to someone else. Um, let me read the first one. It's uh, right. from Dio Game. They ask, Xbox has grown substantially. Halo is no longer the only FPS game in town. Franchises like, franchises like Doom, Quake, Prey, and Wolfenstein join Perfect Dark in receiving more talent, resources, and tech than they've ever had before. What does Halo need to... What does Halo need to remain as the top dog of the Xbox first-person shooter pack? I think we kind of touched on that earlier, right? With the um, when we talked about bringing some of that energy back. But does yeah. anybody have anything yeah. new to ask based on the way he he asked that question? Any, I feel like any... the question is more so worded where it's uh, where it's like, is Halo still the top FPS of Xbox Bethesda now with the with the acquisition? You know. I think it um, could, it should be, but yeah. Well, being ahead, the yeah. free to play one, it definitely just by default for how free to play works compared to everything yeah. else. I think it would yeah. be because like Quick Champions didn't really take off. Um, like Prey is a very specific thing with Arcade. Yeah, Prey did yeah, not do well. Halo is the most that, approachable yeah. FPS that they have. I think hands down. And even yeah. Doom. I mean, the multiplayer didn't didn't really take off either. No. No. Yeah, I, I think we. Oh, go, go ahead, Miles. Did you want to say anything on that? Oh no, I, I was just just basically agreeing that yeah, there's there's a big suite of first person shooters in Xbox Bethesda now, and each of them kind of nicely do their own thing. Yeah, Doom Doom yeah. is doing its own thing. Wolfenstein is doing its own thing. Halo is doing its own thing. But as much as I love Doom and Wolfenstein, they don't have that general appeal. They are very specific, very, I guess, hardcore, if you will, uh, first-person shooters. And Halo has that kind of broad appeal. So is Halo the biggest first-person shooter out there right now? No, probably not. But I would say it's confidently the biggest in the Xbox pool if we're going first party. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom and dad probably know who Master Chief is, but they wouldn't know who Doom Guy is. They would probably yeah, think Doom Guy is in Halo. They'll think he's Master Chief or yeah. Halo. Yeah. Your mom and dad are pretty cool. I'm, I'm <laughs> Is Doom Guy some sort of new movie I missed out on? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. My dad's probably heard of Doom just, you know, probably watching some crap on uh, HBO, watching The they Rock. I just think it's played. The Rock. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even think it's close, to be honest. I think uh, from from Xbox first person shooters, I don't think it's there's even um, comparison. Although I'd love to see Quake come back, that'd be neat. Uh, I do like those old twitchy, twitchy shooters too. And then we've had, it's been a while, but that's a different show, uh, different topic. I, I I I still think that Halo has a chance to crawl back in in terms of the overall, not just yep. Xbox. The mind show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, may- maybe it won't be number one, but I think it can be up there, right, in that conversation with Call of Duty and Fortnite and stuff. You know, now that it's on PC, now it's free to play, eventually it's going to be streaming. Uh, it- and again, if we this goes back to our conversation earlier. If they hit it out of the park with the, the-, the community stuff, innovation, bringing something new to the table that gets everybody talking, uh, if they can do that, then there's a chance. Like, it- like that opportunity still exists. 
Um, I think the opportunity exists for anybody that's under Microsoft and is leveraging all those tools and, and Azure and, you know, the, the ongoing support. It's just execution at this point, you know. So, uh, so I think the opportunity is there. The execution, I guess, we'll have to wait and see. So, all right. I, I did get some of these questions back up in front of me. Um, you'll see, looking back at last year's E3 trailer. This is a question from Tasif. Zaman? Do you guys think I said that right? It's uh, Zaman. Okay, that's why I have you read these things. I, I, I make everybody offended to ask a question. Uh, looking back at last year's E3 trailer and gameplay demo, I felt the cutscene snippets were overlooked for some reason. In my opinion, the shots with Master Chief and the pilot looks great and very similar to the E3 2019 trailer in general uh, in terms of visual quality. What is your thoughts? All right. Well, let's turn this over. Any of you guys get a chance to watch that again recently or, yeah. uh, or yeah. clearly yeah. remember? I went through it a ton when I was doing the Who Are the Banished video. And it was like, yeah, during during the gameplay, you can definitely see these these systems, these things aren't done. These textures aren't final. There's missing effects. But when you go through, especially the one-minute trailer they put up afterwards... And you get their cutscene stuff, and you can tell, yeah, this is done, and this looks really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, the doesn't seem that crazy for it to come into that type of quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the cutscene that started off looked great. It, there were some rough spots, like the shadows. They looked a little low res compared to the demo or the trailer that came the year prior. But the like Jesse said, the the minute long um, trailer. There was some really good scenes in there. I remember the the pilot kneeling in front of that crater. That yeah. scene has always stuck out to me. That yeah. you know the textures, the fidelity, the everything detail. there looked yeah. really good. Um, yeah, I, I I I agree. Like I, when I watched it again, I, I did see some parts of that. Uh, you know, when they were in the ship, that that still stuck out as you, you could see. You could see. You could envision that being. Um, you know, impressive to look at. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I mean it, yeah. It, it, yeah, there I is mean, parts. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Abe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I did hear from, well, I heard from a guy who heard from a guy. Uh, I do know like a developer that, that said that, you know, there, that 2018 um, trailer was what they intended to really what what the goal was and you know he said that he's a developer he says you know a lot of times you, you have these goals and you don't hit them mm. uh but that was the intention and it still was the intention even last year like so even after that demo came out he's like that's still the goal like that didn't really go away they might tweak some things with art and things like that so yeah i, I guess i am you know um I, I did see some parts that looked good in there and you could see some of the potential and, you know, I know we, everybody likes to zoom in on the Craig and forget about the rest, but there is, there is, there was more to that demo. Yeah, that. no, I mean, when, uh, that shot, when the, when the, the pilot's confronting the chief, you could pause that shot, take a screenshot. That looks just as good in my opinion as the trailer they showed in what was that 2019, right? So I think the cutscenes are on point and they are that same quality. There's some lighting things that, yeah. That, downgraded but that stuff usually is like the last to get well i think that was com- coming in later anyway so yeah good points any anybody else uh have any other thoughts about that question or we'll go to our last question and then try to get everybody out of here soon <laughs> all right uh, so last question from jim thank you jim for having a name that i didn't butcher <laughs> um, <laughs> whether at e3 or after 
how would you like to see multiplayer revealed or detailed? I've had the idea in my head for a while to get some top Halo streamers to go through a bunch of match types good for the community and, and we get a good show in the process. Uh, so, all right, multiplayer revealed detailed. I, we might have already touched on this. Does anybody have like other things to add besides, um, you know, what we said earlier with um, potentially demoing it at E3? They need then... to have shoutcasters. Oh, yeah, they're the best. Man, I love them at these events. Oh my God. Project all over again. I, I I think they should follow uh, Battlefield's playbook because. All of, you know, Battlefield does an amazing job making their multiplayer look uh, just exciting and fun. And even if, you know, if you play Battlefield, you know, sometimes you get on a on a team that is just garbage and it's can get borderline frustrating sometimes, sometimes just like a lot of other multiplayer games. And um, but no matter what, especially Battlefield one, you know, the the. The trailers leading up to Battlefield 1's launch just were amazing in terms of editing, music, pacing, you know, everything. Just uh, it, it just made you want to just download it and play it. Um, and I, I think they should take that cue because especially if they're going to do like a battle, a big team 2.0, that's a larger scale and just just, you know, drive home the excitement level of playing this new mode. Um, and then just mm. end it with download the pilot today or something, you know, like something yeah. like that yeah. would that would immediately make me want to just turn off whatever I'm doing and, and hop on my Xbox to get it downloaded. Yeah, if you were to do that, then you definitely want to do that last in your E3 show. But uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so I'm not sure how many of you guys followed uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, when it was revealed and when it was shown, but they did something which I thought was pretty smart and something I can see Halo doing as well, especially um, as we see that they're working on this, is not at the show itself, maybe a few weeks later, maybe a month or so later, but have an, uh, an esports tournament with teams that have been practicing for a while, have it obviously broadcasted, have it be maybe like the first big reveal of a certain map or something like that. Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate did something similar where they invited a bunch of uh, pro players to play the game for the first time and that's when people really watched and saw the various changes and whatnot. I feel like that could work pretty well for Infinite. Especially the arena combat, I should say. Yeah, good thoughts. Uh, I, I always find that multiplayer is really hard to show off, especially if they do do something innovative. So I, I'm like sitting there thinking while you guys are talking, I don't really even know. That's probably going to be somebody who's paid, paid, uh, you know, smarter than me, paid more money to uh, to figure out how do you how you demo that, you know, especially if it is something like innovative, if it's big scale, like how do you really communicate um, what that feels like because I, I'd even say like last year or not last year but in 2000 was it 15 when they first showed the Halo 5 Warzone uh, you know th- I didn't really have an idea what that was with, at that time and so hopefully they get better um, but you know if all else fails just bring on The Rock or Bill Gates I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't bring on Bill Gates right now <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough that's really oh. <laughs> sorry yeah Wrong, wrong direction. He's All right, a bachelor. He's got plenty of time to play Halo now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go back to some old beats. <laughs> uh, you know what? They definitely should not do though. They should definitely not have a bunch of wrestlers down in the basement. Um, 
to demo no like they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just forgot about that. <laughs> they were just playing. Like we weren't even watching them. They were just... Yeah, we didn't even get to see them play it. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like wrestling was like the same. That was wrong. Oh, not a good idea. Trust me, it is. Going. <laughs> all right. Um all right, good thoughts. Any any final thoughts on that one? If not, I'm gonna I'm gonna start to outro us. <laughs> so mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I'm gonna take that as a cue. So first of all, Miles, thank you so much for having you on the show today. It was really great hearing, you know, uh, your journey with Halo and some of the perspective you brought in there. You know, thanks for dropping some insider stuff for us. That's really gonna help us out. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, uh, you know, kind of let, let everybody know where they can find you at and, um, you know, any any final thoughts. Yeah, no, thanks again for having me on. Really appreciate you uh, trying to squeeze all the juice out of me here. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, like a ton blood of fun. From a stone. <laughs> love talking about Halo. Um, I'll keep my plug short and sweet. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's just at Miles Dompierre. And then if you want to watch the, the videos I make, uh, just head over to the Windows Central Gaming channel, and that's it. They're very good awesome. videos. Yeah, they Thank you. Yeah, very, very our, good. Our chat earlier, I believe. Yeah. Oh, about- this is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, absolutely. I do want to say... I do want to say, Miles, that uh, first, you know, again, thanks again for coming on. But, uh, you know, you do some you, you kind of popped onto the scene and I think you've really stood out very quickly. Uh, you do some really great work. Uh, I think you have some natural talent when it comes to to this and, um, you know, and, and, and you kind of set a good template for people to look at. But, you know, it, it's really enjoy your videos and. You know the show you've been doing on uh, on Saturdays, and um, yeah, man, just keep that stuff up, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we, some of us can imitate some of that over time as well. But uh, we appreciate appreciate you having you on. And if you want to hear more from Miles, um, the main podcast had him on for all, and it was a great episode. Really went through. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. If you take out Nick, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the case. So yeah. that's like an evergreen. Why do you think he hasn't been on here in a while? They <laughs> <laughs> were trying also, to get quality. I want to say, on. Miles, your background is amazing. By the way, I love it. I, oh, I've been staring at it this whole time. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. All right, but uh, all right. So I guess then Ooh, we you wanna, should let him. want to promote ourselves? Okay. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Someone else want to take it? Yeah, Jesse, go ahead and, and, and talk about. Yeah, we are planning to live stream. There'll be a few of us on. We're figuring out exactly how it's all going to be set up and all that, but we'll be a live part of the live stream reactions for the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, a.k.a. E3 2021. So you'll see some of our faces, probably three or four of them, along with uh, Nick Figments and Second Mechanico. And our next episode most likely wouldn't be two weeks from now. It would yeah. be post-E3, um, probably not too long after the show. And Sick has said he wants to be on. So hopefully Sick and Mechanico would be joining us next time. Mm. That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Good job, Jesse. Thanks for uh, that information. And I guess uh, so, final sign off. Dang it. Okay. So I don't have my list, so I can't go through it like <laughs> we did last time. Um, but in general, uh, our forums are growing as well, um, especially nowadays. A, l- a little heated, you know, but I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty three. Yeah, that happens. And wrote something really well that's helped quite a bit. So they've been they've been nice. 
Yeah. In the last few yeah. days. That's true. That's true. I feel like that should be obligatory reading before posting on it. Um, but if you enjoy our content, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, please check out our forums. Uh, if you really enjoy our content, check out the Patreon. Uh, recently, uh, um, the uh, the developer of, uh, what was it, uh, Omega Rally Racing, I believe? Anorexic, yeah. Yeah, um, gave all of our Patreons uh, a free copy of the game, which is really nice of him to do. Um, and hopefully we'll see more stuff like that happen as we get bigger. And that's up to you guys. Help us out. Uh, if you like our videos, share them, like them. And please let us know if there's anything you'd like to see different. If my voice is too high, let me know. I'll, I'm sure there's a procedure, you know, stuff like that. Anyways, thanks for watching. All right, guys. All right, All right that's it. Later, guys. Thank you, everybody. See you Bye. soon. Bye.